yeah he had a the the concert we went to it was a he had a thing to where he kept uh, offering uh he, he told the audience to give him shots from the bar and mm-hmm. uh, I told Corey, I'm like, hey, you know, be really funny is if you gave him a shot of water to keep him hydrated. And then yeah. he actually did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just got him a cup of water. He was like, man, I must be really drunk if you're handing me a glass of water. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was actually the first concert I've ever been to. And that was last se- September. Oh, damn. I forgot about that's your first concert. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to actually go to a concert before COVID happened. But then, well, COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> what was that concert I know. for? God, it's, uh, I always crack up like talking about plans that people had in mm, you know early 2020. Right, plans mm-hmm. that I had. It's like I laugh and cry at this. I think I'm past the crying point, you yeah. know. So now I can just laugh about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was it was a weird time, but I think it it was also like around that time that like I realized that like doing stuff like this is exactly what I want to do in my life, and I want to do whatever uh, I can and can do to figure out how to do this for longer, you know, as long as possible, you know? I think we were just talking about that last night where, like, that's the most frustrating thing is finding other like-minded people that actually have the same exact dream of, like, we just want to get out there and actually enjoy ourselves making content, not just be stuck in a day-to-day job. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, I feel like a lot of stuff you guys are saying, like, is kind of good, usable stuff. I think you should just, like, I think you should be recording everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Like, like, how, how so? No, like, like, starting, like... Like I feel like the all this should be recorded. Are you are you recording? I, what yeah, are you doing? I am recording yeah. now. I did just start it a couple of minutes oh. ago because we were just okay. Okay, we just kind of went into it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because God, you know, I worked as an audio engineer in studios mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's one of the early lessons you learn. Like, just always have the tape rolling because, right. especially in some of those moments that feel just kind of relaxed mm-hmm. and laid back. Like sometimes it's like the best stuff comes out. So I'm happy that you got some of that you were saying Mm because, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Just finding like-minded people and that's like you got to work some amount, but, you know, doing something you love and Mm. and if it is interfacing with the world, making some kind of content, it's like how do you balance like that push that's like always make more. And for me, the answer is just find stuff you like making, you Mm -hmm. know, and stuff that kind of gives you energy. Right, right. I guess I guess a question right off the top of the bat is uh, like – uh, I'm sure that you're a little bit older than us. I'm I'm 22 and he's, I'm only 20. Yeah, he's 20. I'm not even drinking age, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like if since you've been doing this for a lot longer and you're actually I'd say you're moderately successful in what you do. Um, how, did you ever like have to deal with that to where you were the only one who was like like that wanted to do that when you're younger, or were you more surrounded? Um, with like-minded people because like we live in like have a community to help support you get through the struggle of just starting off Mm -hmm. or did you just did you have to work through your own perseverance and your own mental game right because we live in like rural wisconsin so like the concept of being a youtuber or anything tech related there's no one around here (laughs) oh that's really interesting you know because i'm in dallas right now and i've generally often lived in cities like Mm -hmm. went to school in boston and um yeah, I feel like I don't put a lot of thought into just imagining what it's like if uh, if I'm not around a city and kind of people who, um, you know, where being a YouTuber is something that is just accepted. Right. Um, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it's it's a hard question. I feel like I was always surrounded by supportive people because I mean, for the longest time, I just want to be a bass player. Like, right. I just my goal in life until. I mean, I'm 38 now until my early 30s is I just wanted to be a bass player and 
write songs and I did instrumental bands. And so I feel like I always found musicians. And I, right. I think also being a musician, I think it's easier to find that sense of community. Yeah, that's because, true. you know, everybody, everybody's in bands and everybody's playing gigs and it's just really easy to go support your friends and you kind of find mm -hmm. the bands that sound somewhat like you. And so I always felt supported. That's true. Um, the the part that I struggle with, and I feel like a lot of like local bands struggle with, and is that nobody really knows how to move forward. It's like there's no classes you take, so you see these. So you just look around and you see everybody kind of doing the same stuff. So you do the same stuff, and suddenly a bunch of years have gone by, and you're kind of playing local shows, and nothing mm -hmm. has changed. Right. You know, and and I feel like we grow up with some of these. Is it concepts like, like we'll get you'll get a big break and just, the right person right. just has to see you. Right. And, yeah. um, I was going to say, is that the thing? Is there like a risk that has to come with it or is it just the right people, right luck, right circumstances that come by? Yeah, I mean, for me, once I started Grand Commander, it was different. Like, you know, I had a couple other bands that put out albums and I kept being like, OK, like we're going to do this. Mm. We're going to make it. And that's that's the thing in the local bands. Everyone else says like, oh, we're going to make it. You know, it's like, what does that even look like? Right. What does um, making it even mean? Yeah. It's just a right. concept. Just like but getting with, randomly signed by one guy in a crowd or something. Oh, sure. And, and I feel like that delusion. And what's, what's interesting is it, it still happens to some people, but it doesn't right. happen often. Because mm -mm. um, I think we have Green, kind of a sim Sorry. So I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, there's probably a little no, bit of delay cool. here. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's cool. It's cool. We do kind of have a similar thing of like, we don't even know what really making it on YouTube means. We're just like right. hoping that one day we'll make some revenue and then right. we can just quit our daily jobs. Yeah. That's like, that's the real goal. Yeah. We're just kind of like tweaking it as we go along. It's like, all right, well, this isn't quite working. What do we do this? You know, what'll happen? Well, just hoping for the day that like, okay, yeah, we can actually mm -hmm. be done with everything else and focus on YouTube a hundred percent. I bet it's a bit, it's a bit different feeling too. Cause like being a musician, as you said, like there's like uh there's usually musicians around there's bands there's a community yeah. already there and it's something that's been around for you know better part of a century you know now whereas yeah, youtuber you know it's like what youtube started in 2005 people started <laughs> making money in like 2012 yeah. maybe like it's i would say the parallel for being signed on youtube or just making the content world is going viral right like i yeah. feel like the content creators i talk to like where i would hear a local band be like oh we'll get signed mm -hmm. that i feel like content creators are always saying like oh like i just need one video to go viral and then we'll be good and mm -hmm. yeah i feel like it's the same kind of lie just in a different guise right yeah i, I actually do a lot of like research for um it a lot and um I, one thing i was saying or reading it was uh like oh you know it's not just one viral video and you're good you know if you get a viral video that's great you can gain some new followers from that but you got to be able to structure that and not like crack from the pressure and you know and actually keep it going and it's right and i feel like oftentimes when something goes viral it's it's a springboard that is on top of a bed of a lot of hard work and it looks mm -hmm. like just like when bands blow up, they often say, like, I'm new to all of you, but I was, I've was i been doing this for 10 years, right, you know, yeah. or 15 years or something wild. And I feel like a lot of times when you go back and look at previous videos of someone who has gone viral, and obviously there are tons and tons of exceptions. Right. But it's I'm never surprised if I go and look at someone's channel and they just have hundreds of videos and they've been tweaking the lighting and tweaking the content mm -hmm. and figuring out their mics and their gear. And suddenly you realize that a lot went into that video right. going crazy. Yeah. 
And yeah. also just the time spent one like figuring yourself out, like what kind of content creator you want to be. Getting comfortable. And then, you know, just understanding what you want to make and what your audience wants to see and kind of that glorious middle ground between like what you resonate with and, and what people resonate with. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part actually is like, because like I have my weird little niche YouTube channels that I like to watch, but I know only I like to watch them. Mm-hmm. It's only a very specific, but finding that niche and trying to spread out that niche to a bunch of people a bunch of different people like we like game grumps and super mega mm-hmm. they super mega kind of has a niche comedy but game grumps Not is as much, much more days. open yeah but so it's kind of uh, been a challenge for us of like do we try to lean more into our own niche comedy or do we actually try to just be broaden open? ourselves out more yeah it's it's interesting when you when you started grand commander did you kind of feel like um like all okay, right, this is this is kind of like my middle ground, or was it just like did it start as just another project? You're like, well, all right, let's see where this goes. Um, it was. I didn't look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I at that point, basically nobody had ever really listened to any music I made except for Friends. people that happened to be in the bars that mm-hmm. I play with. Um, you know, I had you always have small victories like right. with a couple bands before Grand Commander. We'd have a couple shows, you know, three four hundred people and. It's stuff you tell stories about, but it's nothing ever went beyond a small kind of two or three city area. Mm-hmm. Um, with Grand Commander, I, at the point, I never tried writing songs with lyrics and singing. And I had kind of painted myself into a corner with previous bands of making like kind of progressive, technical, funk, fusion, metal kind of. <laughs> what other you bands know, have you been in besides uh, Grand Commander? If you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. Oh, I'm I mean. trying to listen to I, other music. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a thousand bands, but the two bands that I was in that put out records that, you know, I, I wrote. Um, with Little Brian, I think that was in 2007. And then uh, Magnetite, which I don't know what year that album came out. Maybe um, the Little Brian album was called Thrash Funk. And that was like a 10 piece with like four horns and keyboards, percussion, two guitars, and just very kind of compositionally, technically focused. It does sound pretty sick. <laughs> um and and magnetite was it was a three piece um but on the record i pretty much just played all the bass and guitar and, and i had a great drummer mm. and i wanted to do something more organic so we recorded all the bass and guitar to tape you know live in a studio no all the bass and drums to tape and then i at that point i didn't know how to mix or really engineer records so i went to grad school in boston and took the next three four years and just taught myself how to mix so that album was just me kind of learning how to do it myself. Wow. Um, and that was more just kind of jammy, still a little progressive here and there. Really just kind of funk, metal, rock type stuff. Just trying shit out. I don't know, Mr. Bungle, Buckethead, Old Chili Peppers, Primus right. kind of stuff. Mm, you know, Yes, King Crimson. <laughs> uh, those are all my influences. And, and what changed is I just got sick of playing that kind of music like it stopped being fun right and there was always a community of like-minded musicians but i it started to feel like i was just making musician music yeah right and there are tons of bands i listened to growing up you know like i always loved like tom waits and like my mom was really into folk and i liked all the folk music and um like acdc like simple rocks you know stuff that was fun I mean, Motown, it's all sorts of different, you know, uh, singer-songwriters, yep. like acoustic music. And I just felt like I had all these, 
parts of my musical personality that didn't come out because I had just focused on this like technical bass heavy side and I just wanted to and and then when you find those musicians it, the stuff that isn't that is often shunned like oh it's too simple or that's too boring and we're innovating you know we don't do that here mm-hmm. and so I felt like I almost was kind of giving my power away in a sense where I was playing with musicians who are fantastic but I I realized that I just wasn't having fun so with Grand Commander all I wanted to do was write songs that Whatever was in my head, I wanted to write. If it was funk, if it was folk, if it was weird, if it was boring, if it was normal, it didn't matter. Like, I switched from wanting to make something intense and progressive and professional to I just wanted to make something that was cool. I just, whatever my voice was, I wanted that to come out and just put it out and see if people liked it. Like, that's something I've really noticed in your Grand Commander music is that. It, there's so much emotion that goes into it for some songs and then you can tell that some of the songs are just fun and funky right yeah it's, yep <laughs> it's, it's crazy like because like i i think uh in, in my email to you i remember uh saying that i, I like probably a bef- little bit before uh quarantine happened i found uh I hope you die in a fire. And I was like, whoa, what is this? This is awesome. And then I went to listen to your other music. I'm like, whoa, that's different. Whoa. Oh, that's even more different. And but then like I started to like it. I'm like, oh, okay. I want this vibe, Grand Commander, today, or I want this vibe, you know. I was like, for, for me, the first song that I found was Journey to Wherever We May Go. Oh, that's a, and that's then a great song. From then on, I was just like, like, that was the only song that I had heard for so many years. And then I finally found you again. And then I found Fuck You, I'm going underground. And I was like, oh my God, this is a completely different vibe. Oh, it yeah. just fits so fucking well <laughs> but it, it's it's good in it's like own like in its um, own right yeah in its own merit which is it's in, it's, it's it's interesting yeah sorry to just keep on sucking your dick by the music <laughs> but <laughs> no i love hearing your experience about it because um i've met various people they're like you know i want to work with you or produce you or be your manager and they always say stuff like like i met a person after journey to everyone we go came out and um and that song did well pretty much right from the beginning and people were saying so just just make songs like this don't make any of the other songs and i just never connected with that so i feel like i came up when it was okay for bands to put out different sounds and Mm -hmm. i've always felt like i've met people in the quote-unquote industry they're like well define your sound and just do that and that's just never been me Mm -hmm. like if if i hear a sound i want to put it out and i find it really encouraging um, you know, and validating even more than encouraging that you guys relate to different sounds because mm-hmm. I just feel like people aren't as simple as we're led to believe. Well, it's, yeah, it's like it's like saying that somebody's going to have the same emotion throughout their entire life. You know, like, so many right. emotions require different things. It's like the same thing. Art represents different colors mm-hmm. with emotions. Blue is usually represented as sad and red is usually represented as anger and green is usually represented as, as happy. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can't like mix them together and throw right. it around and make it a different art. Well, I've always hated like the idea of like limiting yourself to like, all right, hey, you did this one like good thing. Stick with it. I mean, yeah, there should be some middle ground. Like if you do one thing that's that's successful you don't want to completely you know betray your following and do something completely different but right. if you already kind of established that hey i like to do a little bit of this i'd like to do a little bit of this you know it's it's i hate people that try to limit themselves because eventually you're going to start to hate what you do and you're going to hit think, crossroads yeah and i don't think anyone wants that you know true and also i think the songs when people really connect to them it 
it's like it comes from a place of exploration, at least for me. So if I suddenly leave that place of exploration and then I try to just replicate it, that inspiration that one of the song people liked is going to be absent from a newer one because I'm just trying to like replicate something. Mm. So it's it's an interesting balance. And what was new to me was having any type of audience. So the right. whole discussion of kind of thinking about making something that you know my listeners will like and something that I will like, that's a brand new concept for me because... I mean, for most of my life, I just made music that only I liked. Right. And it was like, what a, not a problem, but what a, you know, I'm really grateful to have the experience to even think about putting out music that audience listens to because mm -hmm. it's just been, it was so long. And then suddenly with Grand Commander, like I put out a song now and I have people that want to hear it. And it's just, um, and I want, and that's, I want to give people songs they like. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if I turn off that part of me that comes out with a weird song, then it then it starts to tend towards work. Yeah, and right. that magical feeling, the starter Grand Commander goes away. So I just don't weird turn dance. off the weird songs. That's and good. if the song is too weird, I'll put it on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I did I didn't know that. You I have to check out your SoundCloud. Yeah. Wow. What what's what what would you classify as like a song too weird? I don't know. Well, because I, I mean, wrote I, this I wrote a song called Laser Eyes that I put on SoundCloud that I just, it was just a dumb song. Like I made the whole thing in a couple of days and sure. it was really dumb, but I just had fun making it. And I thought maybe a couple of people will like this. And I mm -hmm. sent it to one of my friends who's into video games and he really liked it. And, but it didn't feel like something I wanted to put on Spotify and promote. So yeah, I was like, ah, oh, throw this on SoundCloud mm -hmm. or like, uh, like the song Malfunction, the like official malfunction instrumental is on mm. spotify but i found the version that i wrote like i don't know 20 years ago maybe oh wow on a windows 95 computer with oh, windows shit. 95 midi and the computer still turned on God, so you made like, that I when put... i was conceived oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. uh yeah so it's like the windows 95 version of malfunction is on soundcloud wow that's kind of that's kind of awesome that's amazing are well i guess that's that's another question i was gonna have are a lot of your songs um, are they like more so like redoings of like old demos and songs you had in the past for past albums or no. is it more just, Hey, I'm feeling this emotion right now. I'm just going to get it out organically. And that's what came out. Yeah. That's pretty much what the deal is. Okay. Some of the smaller instrumental songs, um, were songs like, uh, like all in and sorry about to sneeze. No, no um, worries. Cause <laughs> yeah. I think Discord okay, I cuts think, that stuff it, out anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I think it went back in, but it was the weirdest feeling for a second. <laughs> Don't you hate um, that? I, I know. It, yeah. Just sits in the end of your nose. It's oh. like, make up your mind, sneeze. <laughs> Are you one of those I'm people not trying that, to visit? <laughs> Are you one of those people that hate sneezes or love sneezes? I don't. I don't feel like I attach really any emotions to sneezing. It's just oh, man. You know, a thing that happens. I can uh, say for both of us, we love. Sneezing. I love sneezing. It feels so good. <laughs> but I know people that I, get physically angry at sneezing. Oh, so I, I have zero negative emotions, so I guess I'm on the positive side. Like good. if a sneeze wants to to come through my experience, it is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry
that the, there was a bracelet that Adam used to have that he could oh my God, take no. a spike of it and put it up his nose and then it would make him <laughs> sneeze instantly. Yeah, I, yeah, I used to, I used to, I, I found out a way that if you tickle a certain part of your nose when I was like 15, I used to be like edgy and I wear like this spike bracelet with like this fake leather strap or whatever. And I used to figure out that, uh, I don't know what like influenced me to do it but if you stick it up your nose at the right angle it can make you you can make yourself sneeze <laughs> but like then you would just make your sneeze make yourself sneeze like 20 times yeah a until day. i cry i'm like i think i'm gonna have an aneurysm i need to stop <laughs> i definitely don't love sneezes that much yeah, no, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't do that anymore mind you <laughs> i think that's fantastic though because i've never i really just never imagined like loving a sneeze. Oh, it's, it's like know, a, it's a, it's a face a, orgasm. Yeah, it's such a it's such a good release. <laughs> uh, but uh, wow. Yeah, okay. back to that, more that serious derailed topic. a little bit. <laughs> that's yeah. Where, that's, what were we talking about? Um, uh, talking, shit. Well, that's uh, that's in the truck with AC. Welcome back to episode twenty. Uh, by the way, everybody, yeah. we have a very special guest, uh, Grand Commander. Um, Woo! <laughs> we're kind of. 20 minutes into it uh, if you haven't read the title and I, actually, it out, I did know. the same thing when I, I recorded um, the first episode of my podcast mm-hmm. it was like half an hour in I was like oh yeah I should tell people your name <laughs> and then he told me he's like hey you know listen to other podcasts he's like just record an intro later and I was like that's what I can do oh, oh, usually we're good about it but I think we were just both nervous and we just started getting into conversation and didn't really want to interrupt it yeah, so now I kind of want to ask how are your nerves uh, I'm I'm stuttering more than usual, but I, it's it's good. It's yeah, it's I think good, I'm doing good pretty good feelings. Now. Yeah, it's uh it's very fun. Yeah, you talking guys, to you, man. you guys both sound good to me. I'm oh. having fun. <laughs> me too. Thanks. Uh, wow. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. So I was talking about instrumentals. Yep. Yeah. I remember. Uh. Oh no. So you asked me if your songs are were these like organic. old demos. Yeah. I wrote the first batch of maybe like nine, ten singles all at once. And I had never recorded vocals before, so I probably worked on recording those songs for a couple of years, okay, and then started putting them out. Wow! And then after that, I think I'm trying to think. I think the first song that I just wrote and put out was "Journey to Wherever We May Go," and I think all the songs that came out before then. I'm actually I'm opening up uh, Spotify real quick to just look. Wait, "Journey to Wherever You May Go" was your first song? No way. No, 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 no. That was the first one that I just wrote spontaneously, recorded, and released oh, without okay. tons of time. Okay. Everything so, else was yeah, more like because like I hope you die in a fire, like Skelly, all those songs. Um, and there were there was a handful of songs before I hope you die in a fire that nobody really ever listened to, and all those were kind of written in one chunk. Like I think I wrote all of them in a couple months. Animal, and, I love Animal Attack. Same. Oh yeah, that was part of the same group. Oh sure. Um, oh, let's become animals. I think the very one of the newer ones first I like one I wrote was. The very first one I wrote was Reach the Moon, and that's when, that was the first time I ever really tried singing, mm-hmm. and I made a demo of the first half, and I sent it to my friend, I was like, is this terrible? <laughs> and he, he was like, he's like, no, this is really cool, he's like, you should move forward and keep trying this. So the, the reason it took so long is I was just, you know, I had a roommate, and I was really nervous about singing, so I would always wait for my roommate to be gone, and I feel that. Um, that's why some of the songs, like, are, are performed quietly, because it's not that I was embarrassed. It's just that I didn't want comments. I wanted it to be a oh, solitary experience. Dude, I completely feel you. I am, I mean, I'm nowhere near your level, but I'm kind of a, a amateur musician. I, I'm like a 
like a like a great value campfire guitarist. Like I can play some chords and have some of my own songs a little bit, but I'm very uncomfortable playing like in front of people Still or so like sharing people. What for like when you decided to play guitar down in the basement, we were oh. just all chilling and she was just very drunk. And in the middle <laughs> of you playing, she just goes, you know, man, I got to be honest, you fucking suck. Yeah. And it was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? You can't just say that. He's putting his heart on the line here, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the, the things normies say. Not mm-hmm. to call your friend a normie. Oh, no. no she's but, totally a normie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But it, it, and it's really hard, especially um, people think they're helping. And right. I've learned, you know, being a musician, hearing demo, there's an art to hearing somebody's demo. Mm-hmm. And hearing what what somebody wants to do and learning what to say, right? And it's even and still sometimes I can say the wrong thing. So right. I just had to learn. Mm-hmm. Like when you first record something, you always want to share and show somebody. And then God, if somebody says the wrong thing, it just colors your experience right. of of that song. And it's the same thing with performing. Mm-hmm. So I just had to learn. Like I just I want to keep it to myself because mm-hmm. I had such a history of saying, oh, like, I need all these people, and I got to mix, and it's got to be professional, it's got to be all this stuff, and then it, the thing that comes out is lacking in some way. So with Grand Commander, I was like, I, I want to basically record this in secret, yeah, and then just put it out and see what happens. And, and that being said, it's like I got a couple friends that, that I showed my demos to, and I showed my demos, like, my family, and that kind of stuff, and, and just got a general feel for the, the, like, the pulse, you know, if people were feeling it or not. But other than that, it's like I know a lot of people, especially the younger generation, they always put works in progress on Instagram and TikTok. Mm, and yep. I do a little bit of that, but it's just it's hard for me because I feel like a song, it's like an embryo. Right. And I want it to kind of grow up on its own and not Might have too tainted. much input. You have to yeah. let it morphosize itself. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel I actually feel I, I was telling you this um, not too long ago that I. Like there are some things that I, I really feel like if, if you have like a project or I guess a song in this case, that's like at the very early stages of development, it's it's something I read somewhere and I just stuck with me. It's bad. You don't want to go tell, you know, a bunch of people. It's like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this thing and getting feedback before you have something to show, like before you've even really made progress on it, because in a way there's some sort of psychological thing to where it just, it can just demotivate you. It stops you in your path before you even started mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally agree with wanting to do it in like secret at first, just just to see where it goes. Because if it if say if it doesn't go anywhere, then all right, well then you're not like embarrassed to everyone else, you know. You're just like all right, well I'll just try something else. Yeah, you know it's just a hard thing, and putting out a song and um putting out a song, and having people like it, that was the weirdest feeling because mm-hmm. that was I just I'd given up on thinking that would ever really happen. Um, but like when you put out a song and, and people don't like it or you run some ads, you get a bunch of hate comments mm-hmm. or, you know, before I started running ads, I would submit to blogs Oh wow! and, and there's this site called submit hub that it costs like a one to $3 per, you can either submit for free and, and they never listen, or you can pay one to $3 to get a review, uh, not, not to review for them to decide whether or not your song will make their blog Oh wow! and okay. they have to give if you select a certain option, they have to give written feedback. And it's, it's a very sobering experience to say, spend a hundred bucks and, you know, submit to 40 or 50 blogs and just have 90% just rip your song to shreds. And yeah. Yeah. That's got to hurt. That's got to like emotionally yeah, be so think, wearing. Yeah. That's, that's, well, 
it hurts at first. It's it's a submit hub and submitting to blogs and getting a massive amount of rejections in a small period of time is it's a very novel experience because first it sucks mm-hmm. and then it stops hurting. It probably humbles it's almost, you. Did you ever see like the movie? God, what is it? Like Mighty Ducks. I, that's that pretty, sounds so. That's a familiar. classic. I'm pretty sure, but unfortunately, I'm an uncultured swine, and I've not seen that. I, so I, I anyway, it it's it was Emilio Estevez, and it's a hockey movie. Sure. Oh and, yeah, oh you my, know it. Hockey movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so this kid, the the goalie, he's afraid of getting hit by pucks, mm-hmm. and eventually they just they tie him up to the goal, and they all just start launching pucks at him, and he's just screaming, and then all of a sudden he's like, ah, oh, this doesn't hurt, and and that's what it feels like. Like mm-hmm. you submit. And you get all these rejections, and it's the most terrible thing. And then you just realize, you just accept like, the pain. This this doesn't hurt it. Well, it's, it's just it's it's not even that you accept it. It's just it disappears. Yeah. Because here's the crazy part: is that people will hate the production. They say, "I don't like the production. I don't like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't like the bass playing. I don't like the beat. I don't like the song development. It doesn't." The, the big one for me is people always say like, "There's not." Uh, it's not dynamic enough. Like that was a big one on Journey. Like people said, oh, it's very, oh, I it's think very it's flat. The it way doesn't it is. bring me up. Well, it's and here's here's the other part that's interesting. All those same people will like. They'll say, I like the guitar, I like the vocals, I like the lyrics, but I don't like this. So I when see. I kind of spread it out, I you find people that like uh, between the group of people, everybody will like and hate almost everything about you, mm-hmm. and it just feels like a certain point it's just a numbers game so right. you realize you can't please all these people like i think how much of a weirdo i am in my mm. strange bizarre taste <laughs> of something that'll turn me off from a song or a movie that is just totally weird right. and then everybody else in the world is like that too in their own so different think, ways yeah and and that's so i think a, you got to get to the point where you just put stuff out and just be comfortable enough mm. in yourself to just release it to the world and, and let them take it how they will and maybe it resonates and maybe it doesn't I think that's kind of like uh, the point to we're kind of getting to of, you know, I, I know we used to be really like critical of ourselves of, you know, like, oh, people don't like this or, you know, they're not going to like this. But at the same time, I think know, we should just enjoy ourselves. Well, at, well, what I feel like we kind of think these days is, yeah, we're still critical of ourselves. But at the same time as well. All right. Some people might not like us, but I don't think it's that we're so critical about like, we're so critical about how we're actually having the setup and our actual uh, quality of the content. Yeah, it's not necessarily the jokes itself. Sure. Well, I just I just mean like like some people are just not going to like us. Oh, yeah. But just keep doing what we're doing. And someone might. Yeah. I mean, so someone might pick. We have up. like three active followers. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, those three people motivate the hell out of us. Yeah, right? no, it's, it, it's that's it's, what we need. It's interesting. It's definitely, it's weird. It's it's definitely weird. And with like the whole musician thing, um, I I have three roommates myself, so I almost never like try to record anything because they're almost never gone at the same time. Or it's mm-hmm. if it's like nighttime, like I don't want to be too loud because I got like roommates to the side of me and below me, and it's just like, I don't know. It's even though that I know they're supportive, it's just like it's just something you can't get out of your head. You, I just want like the complete solitude, just to experiment right. and do your own. And that's thing. the whole thing is is that's what I realized I wanted. It's like I I know you support me, but I I don't want the comments. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that to people because everyone thinks they can help, and you know you you could show someone a demo like oh you know it's pretty good if, you know if if you just sing in tune it'd be great and you're like oh my god you know it's you like, get oh, all in your shit. head and yeah. it just uh, doesn't help i think a lot of people when you show them demos or show them 
beginning ideas or really just show them things in the early stages of whatever mm -hmm. it is you're doing. Uh, I think people don't have the vocabulary, especially when a lot of people don't create because you realize tons of people talk about doing stuff. I think more people talk, they're, they're huge people, like huge percentage of people, sorry, I'm interrupting myself. <laughs> no, no worries. Don't create and don't want to. And there's a big chunk of people that they want to make their show and they want to do it and they kind of never will. And then mm -hmm. there's the people that make stuff. And mm -hmm. those three camps, I feel like the people who want to create understand how to talk. And the people who do create definitely understand because they go through it. But mm -hmm. that big section of people that aren't creators, it's just the majority they of just people. don't know how, they don't understand the emotional weight that your creation has. Because, you know, in the beginning periods, if you don't have a lot of followers or listeners, it doesn't make what you are making any less special or any important. It just means that you're in a stage where you don't have followers and it's it's nothing more or less complicated. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the importance to me, like, I mean, like, I Hope You Die in a Fire, that's my most popular song. When it came out, it's like I had, you know, I was getting maybe like 10, 15 streams a day, mm -hmm. like really, really low. But that song meant everything to me. Right. So I I think it's important that, you guys take yourselves seriously, you know, and you're into the production and, and it's all great. Um, you just yeah, have, have to kind of keep going and find something that, um, you know, like stimulates your brain and stuff that you guys think is funny and fun. And I really think consistency is the key. And you'll look back and be like, I'm happy we didn't stop. Cause I have a lot of friends I look back on and God, so many musician friends just stopped mm -hmm. and it's so hard to, talk to some of them and you know some of them move on and they have families and they're really happy and mm -hmm. but other ones don't other ones like oh like i wish i'd kept doing this or they're right. kind of living their glory days or whatever so yeah. i don't know the consistency part is huge and it seems like you guys had the right attitude so i'm just it makes me happy to you know like hear <laughs> well, what I, you're I, saying. I appreciate that man it, it's it, we're definitely we beat ourselves up a lot of, uh, on it a lot because like man we're so consistent but like nothing's Nobody's really changing showing. you know but i i definitely think that that's um Something that like I read about a lot about like smaller YouTubers that try to make it and a lot of, you know, people fall out because they don't make it because a lot of times it takes two, three years, you know, sometimes longer for you to, you know, in YouTube specifically to get something that actually will gain traction and get you followers and, you know, allow you to start like making revenue on it or something. And a lot of people just can't sacrifice that much because it's it's it is a huge sacrifice it's a mental sacrifice it's a you know physical sacrifice because how many people are going to work a full-time job then come home and edit videos you know or edit dumb and, shit, yeah and videos know? specifically are just so much harder right at least in my experience and maybe that's because i'm a musician mm -hmm. so like i've i'm normalized how hard editing audio is but video is just a different thing because you got to do all the audio plus the video and the lighting and then it takes up more memory and mm -hmm. you got to do titles and yeah it's just it's a lot i have a lot of respect for youtubers and people who pump out content because mm -hmm. making videos is just hard yeah. so out of just a curious question now <laughs> have you actually have you checked out her stuff have you checked out her channel yeah i listened to i can't remember which one i listened to but i, I listened to a couple right when you guys first emailed me sure. well because i can't on i can't remember which ones i listened to that's okay but was it podcast or was it like the channel? Oh, I think it was, I don't know which one it was. Sure. You guys were talking to each other and 
it was I, just, I enjoyed listening because like when people email i'm always afraid like oh man is this person gonna be like racist or right you know like some kind of weirdo mm-hmm. and i don't want to get on somebody's channel and then suddenly right. a podcast is out and it's like oh why'd you talk to this racist guy <laughs> you know honestly i, I thought the similar no i'm not not thinking that i was not that i thought you were racist or anything but i'm just like oh man why would he want to talk to us you know that's kind of oh, the thought that's going through my just head a bunch of cr- they're just cringy as yeah, hell just cr- trying to get out there mm-hmm. just trying to like trying to leech off of somebody else's right. success. We never want it to feel like that. No. We just want to actually have a good conversation. Uh, yeah, like it, it's, it's a weird line of like, yes, we're still very novice at this whole thing. We're not really huge, but also like we want to try to learn. We're actively trying to get better. And like one of those things that people recommend is to try to reach out to other people that might have like similar like interests in like communities and try to just like collaborate and like. Oh, I think it comes with like us spread being, yourself farther, you know, I think it comes with us just being so critical about ourselves yeah. in the first place is that mm-hmm. we're just always so worried that like we're going to go to this next person and they're just going to be like, you know, you guys are just trying to, you know, you're just trying to jump on the train. What the hell? Right. And we, we know that that's not the case, but we feel like that that might happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's, that's fear. And that's why like, I felt that before. Like there was some podcast where they were like, we, you know, we want you to write a song and do all this stuff. And then I start looking into it and I think about, well, if I wrote this song and collaborated, then if you released it, like my name would be on your thing. And, mm-hmm. and there have been situations where I've been in where it feels like people say you have a certain amount of listeners and we want to do this thing with you. And then I realize like, it doesn't help me. It just helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't get that sense from you guys at all. Right. Oh. Uh, that's oh that's that's nice because i honestly that's i was worried about that in a bit i mean obviously yeah there is some aspect of like obviously you're bigger than us so if you know people did want to go listen to it it would help us out but i honestly we just generally genuinely wanted to talk to you and you know like i said we messaged a couple other people and you're the only one that was like willing to even respond to us so I would I just want you to know that it's like very special for us and it's honestly an honor to yeah. even be doing oh, this I'm, right now. No, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's an honor for me too. Um, and it's not like I'm, you know, crazy popular or something. Right. So I was like, it's not like people are knocking my door down to, to <laughs> get on podcasts. Well, you they know? should be. Yeah, no, more people should be asking you. You seem like yeah. a very awesome guy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, and the other thing is you guys mentioned uh, my songs. He's like, you said something mm-hmm. on Ornithopter, and I was like, oh, like they actually listen. Like, this isn't because you get a bunch of emails from people that are, I don't know if they're bots or what it mm-hmm. is, but like you feel like you're being collected. Yeah. And you name checked a couple songs, and I thought, oh, like they actually listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I'm, I'm always willing to talk to anybody that is into my music. Sure. And I try to comment, like, social media, like anybody that comments or to comment back and like in the discord, like I just, I, I like the idea of kind of having a community of people that resonate with the songs I make mm-hmm. because, you know, the songs for me come from a real place. So anybody sure. I talk to um, that's into those songs, it's like, I'm, you know, I'll probably get along with them. Right. Hey, and I actually wanted to, if you're bringing that up, I want to ask you about Ornithopter particularly because I, I don't know if you could add more like context or, uh, something for it, but I was reading, I think, your Instagram bio for when you uh, released Ornithopter, and it was talking about how, like, your dreams can change and, like, how you were chasing a dream that you thought you had but you didn't have, and honestly, that just, like, really resonated with me, like, pretty pretty damn hard, because I was like, shit, like, I feel that exactly with this whole thing. I mean, it's kind of a, a dumb concept to want to be a YouTuber, you know, these days, if you're not, you know, either you make it or you break it, but it's just, like, I've always... You know, ever since I was younger, have been like interested in like 
video creation and like putting my personality on things Just and putting myself out there right and i never really felt like i was good enough to do certain things like i'm a kind of musician and i'm a kind of video creator and i'm a kind of this you know and i just wanted to do something that i'm proud of so like re- re- hearing that song but also reading that just like really like helped um the way i was thinking when it was released and uh i'm just curious if there's any more like uh any more backstory yeah any more backstory to it well it isn't about a specific event it's more of a general kind of looking at my life and Mm -hmm. looking at the lives of people close to me and, and seeing where they end up and how things change and realizing that sometimes the thing you were going for even if you didn't achieve it you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> right. And I think it's really hard to let some of that stuff go. Mm. And so, so for me, like making the kind of crazy instrumental music I was making, like that didn't, we didn't break out and tour and get fans, but I also realized like, it's not fun anymore. And then I see people that just do the same thing over and over because I mean, if you just kind of think of the general tropes and things we're told, our whole lives, at least from my perspective, it's like, don't give up on your dreams, keep going. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever says, Hey, like if, if your dream changes, it's okay. Yeah. Like, is this still making you happy? Is it still, yeah. Is it still actively making you want to do it? You know, cause it's, it's more of a generic or in the same way. It's like, people are always like, don't be a leader, be a follower. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's, 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 if I find somebody who knows more than me, I, I'm happy to follow. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like this, these weird generic things we're told that you have to dissect. And people are like, don't let your dreams die. But they should say, you know, let your dreams change. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no. you know, that's a good saying. That should be a saying said in school. Let your dreams change. Yeah, I mean, they should just play Ornithopter in every, every school. <laughs> <laughs> play that during the announcements. Yeah, yeah the, that's the new Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dreams change and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and I feel like sometimes you'll get a perspective or somebody will say something and you're just like, huh. It just, it just you think about it and like, wow. Like I remember when I had first written "I Hope You Die in a Fire," mm-hmm. I was, I was so nervous to even talk about it, as if I could be someone who writes songs and sings. Right. So I, I remember telling my friend about it on a gig, because um, I'm a sound man for a, a wedding band. So sure. me and my friend, we've worked together like every Saturday for like years. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him like, "Yeah, I wrote this kind of like Americana acoustic song and." You know, it's it's got some humor in it, but it's also serious. And I, I couldn't even tell him the name. Like I was, I hadn't even come to the point where I could claim the name of the song and that I wrote lyrics. And and well, he was talking about this book he read. Um, what was it called? It was by James P. Cars. Um, oh, Finite and Infinite Games was what the, the book was. Games. And he was just explaining it to me. And you know, he he's a musician too. Um, and. Basically, he was saying how the whole point, and this is his synopsis of the book. This isn't really the book. The book's kind of right. its own thing. But mm-hmm. um, the whole point, either you play a finite or an infinite game. And if you're playing an infinite game, the goal is to find a way to keep playing. Right. So if you run into barriers within the game that you're playing, then just like adjust the barriers. <laughs> and I never really thought of it that way. Like I... And that's kind of like a dreams change kind of thing. Like my dream was concrete 
and I was having these experiences, these songs that were writing that were totally outside of my perspective. But mm -hmm. I almost needed someone to give me permission to say, like, hey, like, let something else in. Like, um, you can take that and I think the and quote, turn it into clay. Yeah. So I think the quote from the book was, um, oh, it's finite players play within boundaries, infinite players play with boundaries. Huh. Huh. And I was like, huh. Damn. That's so what if, yeah. So what if I just make music? What if I just try making this music I want to make? And I can keep going instead of feeling like I'm a failure because the music I was making that I'm not even liking anymore. Now, when I say it, it sounds so simple. Like, of course, right. if the music you want to make changes, go make that music and be happy. But sometimes so it's hard often, to let go of what you're so used to, you know, because you're like, right. shit, like, this well, is all I know. Who knows what this other thing is going to entail, you know? Well, comfort itself is a drug within it. They could drug it within mm -hmm. itself. You want to lean back towards comfort, but comfort isn't necessarily the thing that makes you happy. That's oh, thing. yeah. And, you know, and it's like, I never thought I could sing and write lyrics. Like, I always like I always thought I was like the mathematical one and that my sister was the writer, you know? Mm -hmm. I never thought I could write lyrics. And then there have been times in bands where I would get on the mic and people always say, oh, don't sing. Like, you stay off the mic. So it just in in my frame of reference, like talking about your your cousin or friend who's like, oh, you suck. Like that's <laughs> I, that's what I got when I was on a mic. Yeah, people always told me I sucked. Yeah, do fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually curious. Uh, for your songs, is there like any type of like? Because obviously your your speaking voice sounds quite different. I feel like from at least the Grand Commander like singing voice. Is there any like effect you put in, or is that just your raw singing voice? Um, I, I multi-track a lot. So okay. oftentimes you'll hear, like, I think, I hope you die in a fire. I think it's like eight tracks. Okay. Wow. But some, but often two or three, I think, I think journey is two. Just for the vocals. Um, yeah. I think calm down was just one vocal. Okay. Um, but most of them, I just love the sound of multi-tracking. Sure. Mm -hmm. I just, it I, sounds I think, chorusy and big. I think your singing voice sounds just like majestic like is because it's just such like a like a deep voice but it's like it's calm it's like like smooth it's like sure you might be talking about some harsher things like fuck you i'm going on underground or yeah. i hope you die in a fire but like you're saying it in such like a like a reassuring way it's like oh hey like he's not putting me down he's like expressing he's himself, himself to me and it's just i don't know i've, I've, I've always thought that was pretty cool and I was, I was curious if um that was just straight up you or if that was any effect added. And it's, it's, I figured it was probably just you and I, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I mean, I think, thank you. Uh, first of all, I think a lot <laughs> of that is just like circumstance. Like, sure. um, I record in my room and I, I don't record in a studio. Mm -hmm. So I don't like the way that condenser mics sound because they pick up too much of the room and I got a computer and I had a treated room for a while, but Whatever. I'm not in an ideal situation. So right. for me, I like using dynamic mics. Like I record with an SM7B. Oh, and, the Joe Rogan mics? Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are so nice. We're using the, the Rode Pod mics because those are the next best thing for bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah, the totally. <laughs> the same arms um, as Joe Rogan, right? Uh, but it's like certain no. things happen when, like with, when you use dynamic mics, they have proximity effect. So when you get close to the mic... It picks up like the close, like if, if I'm this close, like you hear more bass. And if I back right. up, the bass goes down. Right. I believe and, these mics are also dynamic. Right. So when I first started recording, I was so nervous that my roommate would hear me and, and make comments and 
that I would I would basically whisper into mics and be really close. Oh, and get really so, bassy. Yeah, so okay. I kind of just stumbled upon that sound as as a like a victim of circumstance oh, in a way. That's interesting. That's really fascinating. And yeah. you just kind of ran with it, huh? You just worked with what you got and made it work. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that was the whole Grand Commander thing is if it was a previous band, then I would have said, okay, I have all these demos. Now it's time to go to the studio and do it for real. Right. And I wanted to take that feeling out. Like, why can't... Because I remember my friends had told me before, like, your demos sound good. Why don't you release those? And I would say, oh, I can't. It's not professional. Right. So Grand Commander, I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to put this out. And if it sounds bedroom... Well, I am in a bedroom, so what's wrong with Fuck representing yeah. my reality? So would you say that like maybe either the earlier ones or just like any Grand Commander song is more of like a like a demo of like a song? Or is it I guess maybe your more recent ones you've probably been doing it a while, you can probably kinda know how to tolish it more just the first go, or is it more of just like, All right, I spent a couple of days making this, I'm happy with the way it sounds, I don't need to go have it professionally you know mastered or something and just here it is this is me well up until calm down all my songs were professionally mastered and that was the one thing i kept saying i can't do this myself Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people listening like might not know um like mixing and mastering are different things and mastering is just when the song is mixed and then you send it off for the final sure volume changes to bring Mm -hmm. it up to whatever the professional level is myself (laughs) um you know and and that was something that I always used that as like a gatekeeper or somebody who like whatever I couldn't do myself, the mastering engineer would take care of it, make it better. Right. And when calm down and it just got expensive and calm down came out, like the guy I was using, he wasn't available. So they used somebody else. I didn't like it. And I almost felt like his master job was like, it was arrogant. Like I could hear him not caring about my song. Damn. And, and then if I won a revision, it was $100 a revision. And Ugh. I said, man, I just I just don't want to do this anymore. So I just decided at that point, I'm just going to master myself and, and use the same philosophy that... Well, you know, I also feel like so much more so much more of you goes into it if you're mastering it yourself. Now, instead of having some random dude that you don't really know, just be like, hey, can you can you do this for me to make it sound better? It doesn't yeah, necessarily Yeah, sure, give me your money. So I'll give you a, a final product or something. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel as personal to the actual product that you're making because like, like we said before, your songs, you can feel the emotion in them. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that you master them yourself, that's what also adds it itself as well. Yeah, I think it's important to make that bridge. And, and that's what became... First, I just wanted stuff to be cool, and I just wanted it to be me. And now I've realized what that means over time, is I just want the song to act as a bridge to where the feelings that I want to convey can make it across to whoever's listening. And if they can do that, then I'm happy with whatever level of production. Mm-hmm. And I, Now, I, if the production's terrible, I have my own personal limits that I've struggled with. <laughs> right. But for the most part, if the feeling gets across, I'm happy. And I, I, I definitely think it does, cause like, with the, <laughs> the first time I heard "Journey to Wherever We May Go," I think I was reading somewhere that it's actually about like quarantine. Uh, I don't know how true that is, uh, or if that was just an interpretation. But um, that's not how I first interpreted it when I uh, first listened to it. I, I saw it as more of like a, hey, if you feel lost in whatever you're doing, if you feel like you're drowning. Like, don't lose hope. Just, like, keep looking out for a rowboat. And honestly, every time um, I listen to that song for a while, probably still a little bit now, like, I tear up halfway through. I'm literally through. thinking about like, the yeah, it, it, Honestly, <laughs> that song just 
destroys me in like the best way possible and it's just it's it's such a strange feeling because like i rarely have songs that do that like i have songs that i told near dear to my heart that like give me an emotional feeling but that's one of the few that actually just like i'm not a guy who cries oh like very easily and that honestly just pumps tears out of me i don't i don't get it it's 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 interesting not i'm not trying to like shine your shoes at all but like it's it's i'm just being honest you know that's part of the reason why i wanted to talk so much yeah, no, I mean, I really appreciate it. And, and that one was interesting because um, I was in quarantine and, and mm-hmm. part of the thing I always dealt with for, for years, I said, well, if, if I'm not going to go to studios, I, I got to have really good gear. Right. So I'd spend tons of money and Feel just that. run my credit cards up. Getting And you guys know how expensive recording yeah. gear is. Yeah, we spent like 1500 bucks in total or some shit like that. Trying to oh, just yeah. Collect I mean, everything. Just, there's no limit to the amount of money you can spend. Right. So was like, and a lot when of the stuff quarantine too, hit... Yeah. I, I left my studio, which was my bedroom, and went to my sister's because it was, I had to kind of dust up with my roommate. And oh. at the time, I had realized how real quarantine was, or the pandemic was, but other people hadn't. So it was mm-hmm. a very, I just left everything. I grabbed my bass and my laptop and, um, you know, my I had a mobile interface, but I didn't take any of my, I mean, I got compressors and preamps. I didn't take any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So a while in quarantine i was just like oh man i can't record i can't do anything i don't have my gear right and i think at that point skelly wasn't mixed and i wanted skelly to come out and then i realized i slowly pieced together i was like well i have this laptop and i got an interface and i have headphones like i don't have speakers i don't have all this stuff but like i have a backup online so i could download skelly for my backup and then suddenly i just realized that with the small tools i had i could mix mm-hmm so I mixed and, and mastered Skelly and put it out. And then I thought, you know, why can't I record just with what I have? Mm-hmm. And so with just the bare, I had no outboard analog gear, no nothing, just a guitar. And I think I, I think the mic I had at the time was a SE Electronics V7, okay. which is kind of like an SM58. But SE Electronics makes really awesome stuff for cheap. Sure. Um, and I remember when I recorded it, I listened back and there was this weird like high frequency distortion kind of, uh, I don't know if it was noise or power or what it was, mm-hmm. but it was audible and I really liked the take. And I think those were my first takes in, in Journey. I think that was, I wrote the song, I did really? the takes and it was just what came out, but there was this weird distortion. So I put EQ on it to cover, and it was only in the high frequency range. And the result was that the song came out like really, really dark. Right. And I remember thinking, like, this is, but this is it. Like, this is how I feel. This is the song. Like, if it's dark, it's dark. Right. Because like, it was and, just uh, a happen chance to get that sound, but it made it, you like that for just for what it was. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I've had people tell me, like, oh, the song was so dark, but the whole feeling and everything makes sense and it, it enhances it. And, you know, like, people think I made, I mix it that way intentionally. You're just and you were just trying to get rid of some noise, and it's like, oh yeah, hey, man, that kind of, that's, that kind of yeah, I was cool. just fixing a problem. <laughs> and, and, and in terms of the lyrics, like it was, it was an interesting feeling of being quarantined because mm-hmm. suddenly you just you're not talking to anybody, you're not going out, and mm-hmm. and at that point there's a lot of fear. Right, like, we didn't know about masks, and I mean, I knew we needed masks, but I eventually learned about KF94s, and they're super cheap and really mm-hmm. effective sure. and easy. But at the time, it was everybody wanted N95s, and the price shot up, and you couldn't get any. Yeah. Now, was that still when everyone was like, "Don't go outside and shit"? Oh my god, yeah, hundred percent. Because I grew up, well, I had the time where I, my birthday was right like two days after quarantine had started, oh. and then uh, 
uh, that was also the year that I was supposed to graduate, and we never had a graduation for it because of it. We never yeah. had a graduation that year. Got, oh yeah, I mean, you got a so live streamed graduation. Yeah, we had right. a live, yeah we yeah. had a live stream graduation of just like, like photos of us being shown up, and then we were going to actually redo the graduation for next year with and the then, next class, I believe. Yeah, it was going to be with the next class, yeah. and then. Uh, they decided to cancel it because th- only three of the students showed up because they're like, no, you lost your chance. We could have done something with it. We had actually a, a plan. There was a student council that was trying to get a plan going yeah. with it of just yeah. having everybody six feet apart. The I was time. fortunate enough to graduate uh, two years before COVID happened. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, so it was I mean, it really messed up everybody's lives. Mm. And at the time, like, God, February 2020, I had assembled a live band for Grand Commander and. It's like, all right, we're going to do this and we'll wow. play gigs. And then suddenly I'm just in my sister's house uh-huh. doing the same thing yeah. every day and just feeling really lonely. And But what was interesting is at that point, I, I had fans from um, I Hope You Die in a Fire. And I had a little community and people that supported me. And I felt the love and, and you know feeling the love in that way was something that I felt really grateful for. Because I was like, I can't go out. I can't talk to people. I can't do anything. But still there there's this community and there's this these feelings that i've found that have helped me kind of piece this stuff together so journey was just about thinking about how time goes by and um and this was it was interesting because it's about breath um i'm thinking about the lyrics say yeah elaborate on that that's very uh, i'm curious about that okay so the days of passing years i walk alone with all my thoughts you know, that's just like time goes, like how long is this going right. to last? Yeah. Right. You know, oh yeah, so softly suffocating as the numbers rise. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting time because I remember that George Floyd was murdered. Yeah. yeah. And, his, you know, the cop just like, you know, put his knee on his neck and like he couldn't breathe. Yeah, and at the same time, everybody was telling you, you know, you can't go out, don't breathe the air, the air is poison. So there was mm-hmm. just this feeling of... It felt like the whole world was just trying to Strangle restrict itself. breath. Yeah. So it felt very suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I imagined better days, you know, something clinging to the hope of... Yeah, I was just thinking about the future and finding this community. Like, I had found a community, not of like-minded people, but just of people who resonated on my wavelength. Right. And I thought about that, and it took me out of my physical surroundings. So suddenly I mm-hmm. wasn't just stuck in, you know, a spare bedroom, in my sister's house. There's this whole <laughs> world and everybody's going through all this stuff. And just ha- especially when you have tons of time to sit around and think, you know, you can meditate on the feeling of connectedness and how sure we may be in this new dystopian reality, but what about all the love and beauty that comes from that too? So I just, it just kind of, I just found a song or I just wanted to kind of say thank you to everybody that I had found this way to, mm-hmm get through the loneliness and it was like kind of just detailing my experience and, mm-hmm. and saying to anybody else like yeah sometimes stuff gets hard but it, there's a lot of pain or there's a lot of beauty among the pain and sometimes something that, that seems so terrible you know there, there's beauty in that mm-hmm. too yeah um, i mean for sure I, th- that's definitely something that you know resonated with me when it came out i don't think i fully realized it when i listened to it the first time but i think I listened to it about it like a year later, like last summer. And that's when it was, I really started to hit me in that way. I'm just like, oh, shit. Wow. Because like, you know, that was after quarantine. It already passed a little bit. And we, everyone was like back to work and everything. And like I, I had actually I'd lost my job from COVID. And then towards the end of, you know, that lease, I was in quarantine for like eight months. And then I moved 
three hours away to a new city, you know, completely starting anew, like, not really and, knowing where I was going. And during quarantine was when we really actually buckled down and started working on the channel so much more. Right. And that's, yeah, we that's had so much time on our hands. We might as well have done right. it. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's also when we kind of conceived the idea of like, hey, like, what if, what if we did this thing? Because, you know, uh, ever since you and I met in high school, uh, we were always kind of like a weird, spunky weird. friends. Because like, <laughs> we always had weird energy. So I met this one person and I had this weird, just flamboyant energy. And they're like, have you met Corey? And you I was have, already... You were very like Corey. And then as soon as they introduced us, we just... we It was like, it was like a mirror. Yeah, literally walked up <laughs> to each other with, who's this guy? And both they finger guns yeah. to each other, just ready. <laughs> It was like the whole Spider-Man meme of pointing yep. at each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then. No, it sounds perfect. I mean, yeah. You guys were destined to meet. <laughs> and and we would you know always like go hang out, play games together, and like you have brothers and mm-hmm. you know family. They'd be like, "You guys are so stupid. You guys could do a YouTube channel." <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, whatever." And then quarantine kind of hit, and we're just like, "You know what? We could." <laughs> you know what? What if? What if we did? We got nothing else to do. Right. Like, might you know, as what well. What if we try? You know. I was like, we already just laugh our own stupid jokes all the time. We might as well, like, like you were saying before, you might as well just record those moments. You might right. as well take those moments. Someone for might the, like it. Exactly. Take mm-hmm. the moments for what they are and enjoy them, but also catch them. Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about the kind of long form content era. Like, I feel like we hear over and over how everyone's attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. But mm-hmm. I don't know. If you look at the amount of people that will listen to a long podcast, it's multiple hours long yeah i mean look at joe rogan three four hour podcast he's the number one guy right yeah it's just wild i've been listening to this podcast called bandsplain it's on spotify and this girl yassi she picks a band every week and then she finds an expert and they'll talk about that band for like four hours sometimes i think radiohead was two parts that were three or four hours each and it's like people people will listen, you know? Oh, people yeah. will definitely listen. So what is that podcast called again? Oh, Bandsplain. 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 Yeah, I see it. But I think I... she focused on a bunch of kind of 90s bands, but yes. I was just looking for Metallica, and it popped up because she had an episode on Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was looking to just listen to Metallica, mm. <laughs> but I was like, what is this? Yeah, that's, and that's then interesting. I will listen to anybody talk about the first four Metallica albums. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they got so that's how i found it so you just never know what people are looking for right right what does uh i i'm i'm not super cultured with like uh the old you know rock metal music like that but what's your what's your favorite metallica song because my dad uh metallica is his favorite favorite um band off the top of my head i would say blackened blackened okay yeah the first song off justice but Okay. I mean, if if you ask me ten minutes from now, I could, you know, I could say ride the lightning <laughs> is, or something different. Is there is there a song something to do with like a battery or like? Garage? Yeah, I mean the song ba- battery. Battery. Okay, I think that's one of my dad's favorite songs. That or like sad but true. I think. Out of curiosity. Oh yeah, sad but true is actually my most hated Metallica song. Really? It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I won't. I refuse to listen to it. What about it? Is it was it just like popular too popularized? No, it wasn't that. I just I'm a thrasher. I grew up oh, listening sure. to thrash metal. Sure. So. And I know a lot of that doesn't come across in Grand Commander stuff. Um, a lot of people are always surprised that, you know, I grew up listening to just insane amounts of metal. Right. And to them, I say, listen to Bad Bad Rabbit, because it's just a thrash song. Sure. Disguised. Okay. But I love the I love Cliff Burton, their first bass player. He, he was this just wild, genius, kind of amazing bass player. And he wasn't actually on Justice. 
you know, because he he had died in the bus crash before Justice was recorded. But that was still the tail end of of their period Mm -hmm. uh, of of just pure dominance. And that that sound of Metallica is is what I like. And when they got more commercial and they wanted to slow down, all respect in the world to them for wanting to change their sound. It just wasn't something that I gravitated toward. Right. It's out of curiosity. For uh, Master of Puppets, I've always thought Master of Puppets was like one of the softest albums that they ever did. And I, I don't, I yeah, I totally disagree. Really? I mean, okay. Disposable heroes, battery, like, what is what is soft about it? I I only listened to it with my father when I was growing up with him, but it always felt like uh-huh. that one was the one that like it made me feel a lot more emotional rather than I want to actually just rock around. Oh, okay. So you mean soft in that sense? Yeah. I think the themes of Master of Puppets are dealing with loss of power. So if if you think about the songs. Like batteries about being powerless in war. Yeah. And Master of Puppets is being powerless against drugs. Interesting. And the thing that should not be is, is being powerless against monsters. Yeah. Um <laughs> let's see, what's next? Uh um, Welcome Home. San- Welcome Home Sanitarium. Yep. That's about, you know, losing your own mind and being powerless against insanity and being committed. Damn, I need to uh, listen to Metallica. Yeah, again. I guess me too. <laughs> and never... then Disposable Heroes, once again, that's that's powerless in war. And then Leper Messiah is, you know, struggling with religious power. And then Orion, that that's just an instrumental that's, you know, kind of its own thing, which mm-hmm. is just a beautiful composition. And then Damage Inc. is their one. I, it seems like that song was them asserting themselves. Sure. You know, it was being just complete badasses which is fitting at the end of the <laughs> right the whole album about struggling with power and then you know mm-hmm. fucking metallica yeah that's, so that's how i interpret that album mm-hmm. wow that, that's that's really interesting because i like i said i never really for some reason you know maybe it's just because like i you know i'm more of a, a younger feller so like i didn't really connect with that stuff as much i don't it's weird because even though my dad favorite band is Metallica he was never really like like he plays guitar and you know he likes that stuff but he was never really one to put music on a lot uh, mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> the funny thing was sad but true is the only reason I I really know that one is because it was his ringtone for the longest time oh. <laughs> so every time That's I'd hear funny. just sad but true and it's like oh he's getting a phone call I feel like we're really dating ourselves by constantly <laughs> going our dad our yeah, dad I mean, listened to Metallica <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad's almost 60 now. Yeah, damn. Yeah. That was like another band that I, I've always wanted to listen to because my brother always listened to growing up. And it just like, it, it has a lot of history that goes on with it. But uh, Iron Maiden, I fucking mm. love listening to Iron Maiden, but I don't know anything about Iron Maiden. Whenever my brother would put I it on, I just loved listening to it. My God. The last gig I played, the first gig I played, I mean, when quarantine ended was a Metallica slash Iron Maiden tribute show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I had to learn a bunch of Iron Maiden songs, and I I love Iron Maiden. Damn. Do you have? A, are you an Iron Maiden fan on the level of albums, or you just kind of dig them? I just kind of dig them. Mm. It was always something that my brother would play on the way to uh, Taekwondo, so I would just be like, just sitting in the passenger seat, just rocking my head down. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's funny because a lot of metal I would listen to, my sister didn't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, she liked some stuff, but she always particularly loved Iron Maiden, and she called it happy metal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. I find that ironic, just because I have uh, three brothers. So my oldest brother was one to listen to Iron Maiden, but my second oldest brother, he absolutely despised. 
despised Iron Maiden for zero reason. <laughs> he would just lose his mind any time that Iron Maiden was played. And it, sure. no reason. He just hated it because of some type of association, I guess. Yeah, haters going to hate me. That's sibling stuff, man. Yeah, right, you know? right. I think I think one of like the first, because I've never really been like a huge like metalhead, but I feel like the first metal type sounding music that I started to really like connect with was uh, Avenged Sevenfold. That yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever even listened to Avenged Sevenfold. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I had a I had a friend uh back in high school that uh unfortunately passed away when he was still in school. But he like I, I I knew like of them. I knew like one or two songs. And he's like, Oh man, you would love them. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really like listen to a lot of heavier stuff. He's like, dude, and he gave me like a uh, list of like 20 different tracks like listen to these these ones aren't as hard and i did and they're just amazing i i if you haven't listened to event sevenfold some of them are definitely softer than say metallica but i think m shadows just has like a phenomenal voice just blows me out of the water okay so, yeah for me yeah I, no send me send me some wrecks like let sure. me know say for me so System guys down is the one i always liked but sorry oh really up. yeah System oh no i just I, I have to cut this off man it's sure it's, uh, it's mother's day and i, I oh, just gotta get out and go you know hang of out course. with my mom of course yeah no man that makes yeah. sense. i wish we could keep talking but i really just gotta cut it off yeah no, no worries man we weren't sure really how how long we had and we just kind of we kind of go i mean i'd love to get together again sometime if, you, if you're down for it if this went yeah, well for sure. <laughs> yeah this is i mean it's fun just talking and kind of just mm-hmm. i love the chance to talk about stuff that like on social media, it's you always it's always feels like you have to post with such a purpose, and it's right, nice yeah. to just have a conversation. Conversation, and, yeah. For so yeah, sure. next you time we don't necessarily have to talk out. about so much business stuff. We don't have to talk about yeah. actual. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of all over the place. True, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it. I, I don't really have any rules for that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and if there's stuff you guys liked. If there's stuff you want to cut, like whatever, man. If you sure. just want to edit it all and chop it up and take out all the business talk or just whatever. Sure. Ah, no. I mean, unless I, unless, honestly, I think it was pretty good. Just yeah. I mean, raw. honestly, I think <laughs> unless there was like anything specific that you didn't like, 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 you know, like if you want me to cut out or something, that that's pretty much about it. Because that's how I tried to pitch it to you. Is like, hey, we just kind of start talking and we'll see wherever it goes. Journey to wherever yeah. we may go, as you will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh Hey man, I, I really cool. I really appreciate you giving us us your time. Yeah, no, it was, appreciate it, was really, it. Really fun to talk to you and get to know you a little bit, and I hope we can get together sometime again soon. Oh, absolutely, and and make sure you send me a link once the the podcast is posted. Hell yeah, we'll do, man. Right, we'll do. Right. Cool. All right. Well, you guys take care. Hey man, you as well. Yep. Have a Mother's right. Day. Have a great night. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah. See you later. Hey, uh, this is a little bit after the podcast. Uh, sorry, we didn't really have a huge intro um, today, but uh, thank you everyone for coming to listen to this very special episode of In the Truck with AC, episode 20. Um, there it was absolutely first interview with an actual person that it, we had to go and communicate with. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, just half a chance. <laughs> it was honestly, it was really like nerve wracking and really exciting, but like also it was just is a whole lot of fun. And, um, it really, I know we were kind of talking about like depressing stuff in the past couple of podcasts, but honestly, like, like that motivated the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah. It, it, it feels really good to talk, you know, to someone like-minded or just, it's, it's, it's just really fun to get out there. And I hope we, uh, get more chances to do this type of thing in the future. So, um, with that being said, if you guys, if you guys like this, you know, please go to the YouTube version, uh, and 
leave a comment and let us know what you think or message us on various social media or on Twitter. We have a Discord. Um, all the links are in descriptions. I'm sure you can figure out where they are. Um, but I just have to thank everyone from yeah. the bottom of our hearts for for supporting this, you know, even if it's just three people. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird dream that we really want to make succeed, mm-hmm. but even on the way there, we're just happy to have you guys. Yeah. We're just happy to have you be there to listen to us. Mm-hmm. And even if we're really weird and silly and stupid, that's the charm. Right. That's what we're trying and, to go for. And even even if we get in our heads and get critical of ourselves sometimes, it's uh it's a nice humble reminder that uh everybody goes through that. Per- persevere, you know, like just do your own thing. If people like it, people will like it. You yeah. know, there's always gonna be haters and people that don't. So Thank mean, you all for listening. Yeah, uh, no, no crazy bit at the end here. Um, so, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, yeah, Happy Mother's Day. This is recorded on Mother's Day, and it'll probably be out next week. Yeah. Uh, well, two weeks from now, I think. Okay. It'll be on the Patreon next week. But um, you guys have a have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>